welcome to another Cage Club Revisited. As promised last time, today's movie is Dog Eat Dog. We are here to watch Dog Eat Dog, which came out in 2016, which I think came in mainstream audiences last year. I saw this at Fantastic Fest. I was telling you to Mike, before we started recording this, that this is now the third time I've seen this movie. Still have not seen Gone with the Wind or Sound of Music, <laughs> but Dog Eat Dog, seen it three times. Oh. Two things of note in this movie. Number one, Cage's Humphrey Bogart impression. Number two, oh, yeah. Hot Dog Fight. Oh, I totally forgot about both those. Oh, things. and number three, the Willem Dafoe crazy opening. Oh, I, that I didn't forget about. And then the bald guy who ruins the movie. Terrible. Uh, directed by Paul Schrader. This is his baby. So you're watching the Blu-ray today. This is another hopefully short movie, I think. Oh, yeah, it's right? like 85 minutes. 83. Oh, boy. Oh. This, we could not ask for more. Set up, we're going to put on the subtitles, and we're going to click play in three, two, one, play. All right. Dog Eat Dog, a fairly recent Cage film. The craziest thing about this one, Mike, as we were just saying, is that before both this movie and the last movie, we saw trailers for the movie Rage, yes. starring Nicolas Cage. That's right. Uh, These are both RLJ Entertainment releases. I think we've already got two production logos. Yep. You can tally it. This one isn't exactly anything spectacular. There's three. Pure Dopamine. That's kind of a cool production name, though. I like that. Dog, eat dog. I don't know why my brain won't let me type dog, eat dog, but every time I try, try to type dog, eat dog, four. four. Every time I try to type dog, eat dog, is I just, five. <laughs> I type dog, eat dog. Huh. Brain can't do it. Doggy dog, D-O-G-G-Y. No, dog, eat dog. Got it. I'm close, I just can't get it right. And there are a lot of production studios in this one. Oh, it's arming, arming, stu- arming, arming teachers. teachers. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember this at all. This is what uh, Willem Dafoe, I think, watching. is watching in his opening. So let's see here. What do I have here? Oh, gift-worthy scene, for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm going to preemptively cross that one. There's so much pink in this opening. I don't know why this is pink. so antithetical to the rest of the movie. Like, to what end? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they want to set up how crazy he is, but this is way more crazier than he ever goes throughout the rest of the movie. Which is, yeah. <laughs> the eye most tattoo people, under his chin. Most people have that on their forehead, the, the, their third eye. <laughs> Just crazy Paul Schrader. Is this an adaptation of something? Probably I don't not. think so. One of his dreams, maybe? Probably. But this is totally like, you know... His way. That's why it's so weird. It's almost like a Tim and Eric sketch. <laughs> like, hey, Elvis. Viva Pod Vegas. It's almost like a Tim and Eric sketch meets, I don't know, like David Lynch, kind of? Yeah. Although Tim and Eric is already sort of David Lynchian. Right, but they're a very specific for part laughs. of it. Yeah. Someone returns from another cage film. Wasn't Willem Dafoe? Yeah, he was in, he was Bobby Drew. Or not several, uh, at least one, yeah. So wait, do I have that? We Are Extreme. we in Vegas in this movie? Where no. are, Where's this movie set? I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe, probably New Orleans? Right here, tilt the microphone down a little bit closer to your mouth. Yeah, there, there we go. go. Let's pick up all those great words that you're saying. Okay. Uh, got a lot of cage-specific things. Uh-huh. Nudity. Gonna have that, maybe. I know we're getting some billiards. Ooh, I'm gonna cross that. Oh, so this too. was the movie that started the box um, 
women find Cage attractive when they like on on um, here and an attractive woman finds Cage irresistible. That that started with this movie. Really? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's been a running theme for all of his movies, though. Yeah, no, but I mean, I think we noticed it. Uh, I remember listening to the podcast and and pointing out like she finds him irresistible. Like she just can't get enough of him. Like he is so irresistible. So. I think that made us go back and say, hey, that happens a lot. Jessica Biel. Now we're in the blue room. Is drug use one? No, I don't think so. But this is also giving me sort of different different types of filmmaker vibes. Um, I'm going to cross off like dramatic a... tunnel shift because there is all oh, sorts yeah, of nonsense yeah, happening yeah. in this scene. That was almost like an Edgar Wright sequence with like the quick cutting yep. shooting up. Yep. I would agree. You are right, sir. It's just that this is such a weird open that has like nothing to do with anything other than establish that Willem Dafoe is like insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I'm not even sure if what he ends up doing here actually happened. Is this for real, or is this just like a drug-induced? I don't know. Sort of vision. I don't know. It's a hell of a mustache. Solid mustache. One of the uh, PSLF Hoffman Awards, Best Mustache, which I like. That's a, a lot of yeah. the categories that I think, because we sort of refine things over the years, because we've had three or four award shows. We've had Cage, Keon, yeah. and we've had Zack Attack. And so this is maybe the fourth one now. And I think a lot of them, they took sort of the best of what we've used, because they mm-hmm. stuff that didn't apply. But then they added the, the Best Mustache, which I think is a solid, <laughs> uh, a solid category. Yeah, because he's, he's... I mean, I think he even has more mustaches than... Cage? You're, no, I mean, I think he has more... Oh, than that was nominated. Than actually nominated for, yeah. Great shirt on her. She loves unicorns. She's got the shirt. She's got the phone protector. I'm looking for an extreme facial expression. Give me one, Willem Dafoe. Oh, I thought he had one already. But... Oh, you did? Did you cross one off? Yeah, I crossed okay, it off like right when off. he uh, did his drugs. Gotcha. Okay. We're going to eat them short ribs. Mm-hmm. This is awkward, but it's not necessarily sex. Well, I feel like he's also, like, 30 years older than this woman. Like, she could be, like, 25. Like, I don't know how old she actually is, but he's significantly older than she is. (laughs) He's insane. It's just so weird. Like, what kind of bathroom is lit like that? Like, even, like, in movies or practically, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Well, there's an extreme facial expression for 100%. <laughs> I don't even think that's digitally warped or anything. That's just Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, no, I got it. I can do my. I can do this crazy thing with my face. <laughs> See, this is what happened when you get Paul Schrader like unchained. You know, I'm not saying he makes the best. You know, it's not like Dying of the Light was great because the studio interfered or anything. But I'm just saying, like, the guy's nuts, and he wants to make like crazy art. Kind of, he's not going to make anything. That's easy to understand anymore, I feel. Oh, I see boobs. Nudity. Do my spreadsheet for church. I do my tax. Remember, he's looking at porn on her I computer. know, but, like, what files move when... I think that's like oh, a... Oh, it's yeah. a site. I thought she was just, like, looking at his files. It's com. Oh, of course it is. I should have known. I run that site. You run that site. You run that uh, site from Transformers, <laughs> Transformers 2. Transformers 2, uh-huh. And you run... What was the one that we just did with Jordan? 
There's a couple. There's a couple different websites that we've looked up with Jordan. I don't know what podcast they've been on, but she always seems to be on these episodes where like I'm the webmaster. No. Yep. <laughs> oh, and he kills her, right? Yeah. Crazy. If a, if you have a woman as attacked, I mean, I mean this yeah, is for sure. I love the like. There's almost like a natural born killers thing happening. I just wish it had anything to do with anything. I also love that like little you know insert shot of the bobbleheads bobbling. Yeah, that's cool. Would have been great if there was like a Nick Cage one. I don't think he ever had a bobblehead. I know Keanu. I think Keanu had a Matrix one. Not sure. I was thinking, what did I want to? Oh, up on my shelf where I have the Elvis movies, I wanted to see if there was a Funko Pop for Elvis because I feel like oh, that's yeah. that would probably be like a slam dunk, and also it would just sort of fit nicely up there. You know what I mean? If there isn't, I mean, that's a whole line of Funko Pops, all yeah. the different Elvis. I'm really excited. I also Elvis? think, I, I think eventually when we get into Viva Pot Vegas, I might get burnt out because I feel like they're either going to, is it going to be like the best or the worst? Mm. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to just be okay. I think what's good about his movies is that they're genre pictures. Like, he's do, he does every conceivable type of movie. Army? Army, Western, you know, I mean, a lot of them are musicals, but like, one takes place here, one takes place in Vegas, like one where he has a twin brother, one where he's like in love with his cousin or something, like Oh Kiss and Cousins. What I like about that is that he used the pillow as a silencer, but didn't put the gun up to the pillow. He just shot the pillow. <laughs> I so think like, he was trying to silence her. Oh, maybe. That's just Paul Schrader being, you know, unchained. Dog. Dog. E- e- oh, I'm gonna have a real trouble taking a picture of this title screen. Oh no, there we go. <laughs> I do like the church organ in the background there. That's pretty Ooh, cool. Time jump. Do we have a time jump square? No, I wrote it down in the last okay, movie though because okay, okay. we jumped a year forward. Now we're black, black and, and white. white. More nudity. Strip club. Oh right, Cage gets out of prison. Prison. Right? This is all shot beautifully compared to the last sequence. I wish the whole movie was done in in this. But I guess this is Cage's color. Like, he's the black and white character. Yeah, we've got... Ooh. I, he just, looks, I love it. He it's looks so great cool. in this. His name is Troy. Oh, it's very good, fellas. Caster and Troy? Ooh. Caster Troy? Mad Dog. And then, unfortunately, there was Diesel. Yeah, if you did you say Cage voiceover? Because that's one, that's a box. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. But I don't either. It's so, like, what are you doing? Flashback. Prison. Also prison. Also prison. Wow, I am... I got a bad card. Oh. That's right, he sliced an Aryan guy, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh, mama. That's brutal. This is sort of like Sin City-ish. Not just because of black, not just because of black and white, but just sort of the whole vibe and the sort of lighting and everything. You know what I mean? Like it's sort of. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it's very stylized. Yeah. It doesn't. It's definitely. Shot Diesel digital. is just a guy, you know. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You know, it's not like it was shot on black and white film. This is Diesel's the color, dude. Old timey yellow. Amber, maybe. It's the color of his energy. <laughs> See, I don't think this is necessarily a great use of voiceover, but it's a great voiceover because it's Cage talking. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, Diesel. 
Oh, I'm going to cross off dancing, because we had the strippers dancing. Oh, good. Fire, you would think that's the ghost from Pay the oh, Ghost? Oh, Annie. <laughs> you know who this, I wish, was played by? Um, Dean, Tra- Dean Norris? Is that the guy from The Wire? No, I, oh! I uh, wish it was the dude, Herc. Herc from The Wire. I was saying uh, Dean Norris, a.k.a. Walt's brother on Breaking Bad. Oh, that would have been good too, though. Because I think, I think Herc's a little type, you know what I mean? Herc, Herc is a is little like, younger, but yeah, he's played the wild guy a little bit. Cage running. This is great. Cage yeah. starts running. Running from his sentence, he grabbed the bailiff's gun. He attacked was, the bailiff, grabbed was, the gun, yeah. And now he was shot in the leg. See, that's... This is sort of a key connection. This sort of feels like the kind of courtroom that the devil's advocate is in, you know what I mean? Oh, that is a beautiful... That, yeah. like, that's a very religious stained glass there, yep. yeah. Do we have religion as a cop? I'm going to write down religion. Like, anything, like, religious. That'd be a nice thing. (laughs) 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 I'm going to say accentuating an oddly specific word. He did some, uh, some weirdo things in there. I like that he said Facebook twice. We are fucking Facebook friends. Before there was Facebook. It's, it's just weird when, I mean, you know, I have a feeling like 10, 15 years are going to look back and Facebook is just going to be like Napster, like, that, of a reference. That... No, Facebook will still be around. In, in spite of what's going on right now, Facebook's not going anywhere. No, I mean, it'll be around, but I just feel like the idea of referencing it, I don't know. Oh, maybe. Like, Although, like, but Napster went away because, like, because Napster because, went away. Well, because legal things took its place. Like, yeah, Facebook's yeah. already... Le- you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Well, yeah, there's still that line That would be like, in, that'd be like, um, if, the, if, like if you reference the Silk Road and then we, like, legalized all drugs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there's that line in Funny People where they write in, like, MySpace jokes and James Taylor comes up on stage and he says, fuck Facebook. <laughs> and it's like, dude, it's a... You're talking about MySpace? So. Yeah. We sure we're not in Vegas. Where are we? I don't know. We're still in a strip club. It could be a strip club in Vegas. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm not even sure they're not gambling. Oh, Cage is drinking alcohol. Dad. That is oh beautiful. What is the time of this? Because this is going to be the screenshot for this. That's almost weatherman-ish, as far as it's like thirteen thirty-five. <laughs> that French war I was telling you about. Oh, that's a kick-ass sleeve she has. And a whole, like, back hat, too. I like her, like, kind of Cleopatra hair thing. I love it. This is going to be... We're about to get an awkward sex scene. I think she just gives him a lap dance, and this is where she finds him, like, irresistible. Although, in her defense, she is paid to do this, I think, so... But she's not paid to, like, make out with him. You sure this isn't an awkward sex scene? Look, she's oh, like, yeah. you're actually fucking hot. Like, I would give you a free lap dance. I mean, I guess if she takes it out, it's turning into an awkward sex scene. See, this is the kind of scene that I feel weird about, you know, opening onto the street. <laughs> And Kate's just, like, negotiating the price of touching her breasts. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, that old adage. Money and friends. Hard to tell. Quite a bit. I'm, I'm, in spite of what you're saying, I'm going to cross off Architect saying she was negotiating. And I'm payment. crossing it off. Maybe they, yeah, all right. I just, she's got a great Because he pulled the money out. It, it was a it sort of quadruple space a little bit, but, you know. It's a thing. I mean, I think I'm going to win. I'm close. How many do you got? I already have... Well, look, like... I already have ten things crossed off. I only need a freak out. Oh, wow. Yeah. If we have a helicopter, I win. Oh. Um, Yeah, we're back into that amber color. The yellow. Oh, but this is the Paul Schrader character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Marble Mouth himself. I mean, dude, I could barely understand him when... God, like, 80% of this movie is voiceover so far. If, um... If you watch, like, Taxi Driver, which Schrader actually wrote, too, that whole movie is voiceover. It's just Travis talking to himself and stuff. So, like, he actually can... He actually knows, I feel like he knows what he's doing when it comes to that, but there's other things going on with this that are ruining this movie. You know, as objectifying <laughs> as a shot is, I think it's it's nicely composed... I just don't... If you're Paul Schrader... Yeah. And you know that you have a hard time being understood because you have this gravelly voice and you're yeah. an old man, and th- wouldn't you cast someone who could talk well? Or put yourself in a position that's not plot dump. <laughs> like, that too. I mean, if you really need to be in the movie, find another role. Write yourself a different role. You are the writer of this movie, mister. And the director. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, he comes off, he's like, do we get it? Like, yeah, we, we got it, Paul. <laughs> And they get back to the editing room, and he's just like, oh, perfect, we got it. The, what's weird about this scene is, like, the, the way that the, the shot is composed. Like, there's just so much mm-hmm. weird negative space behind their heads. Yes. Like, for what? Like, that's just, just, for the sake, I feel like it's just for the, the art scene? To be art, yeah. I feel like that's who Schrader is. Like, he's, ah, that's how a movie shot. I don't want to shoot my movie the way a movie shot. Like, we had to find something different. Like, like I do like that. Like, that looks cool cause just because it's Cage. You know well, what I mean? because sometimes just, like, because it Because it's also works. the black background. It's supposed to, like, the lamps or whatever behind Paul Schrader's head. Sometimes, like, shooting your film off balance really works. And it's like, if you shoot your entire film that way... Uh, but he's, you know, this is the third aesthetic choice we've switched to since watching this. We've had the hyper color, pink yep. and blue. We had the black and white, yep. Sin City. And now we've got whatever this is supposed to be, the off-centered, off-kiltered. I do want to say that Cage just said bro. He's saying lots of the right <laughs> things in this no, movie. No, you're right. Like, this also, it also sort of seems like like the there was the diesel stuff, which mm-hmm. is... Oh, this is in Ohio, remember? This is in Ohio. Oh, crap. Yes, because there's the... Remember they have the cop car with, like, the, the painted on that's, like, all, like, askew? <laughs> right here. There it is. Because yeah, they have to do that. To... <laughs> it's the, that's the coolest. I, I love that. Put the decals on. Um, the sad thing is, like, that's all you need to do. <laughs> you know, like, that's passable. Cleveland police. Like, they have, like, like what appear to be, like, legitimate police uniforms. So they just couldn't get the car, I guess? I suppose, yeah. I didn't expect them to have any resources, but yeah. Well, I feel like if they're backed by Paul Schrader, you know what I mean? Like they pay, he paid them five thousand dollars or whatever. So who knows? So cold, it'll end global warming. Oh, topical. 
Look at this guy. She, needs, she needs two cars. Yeah, it'll end global warming, but will it end a second civil war and the bandwidth wars that follow and everything else? What's the war in Resident Evil? There is a war. Is it just no? It's it's just the zombie just apocalypse. Zombies? Yeah. It's not even a war. Like it's a the it's a uh, they're easily overrun. <laughs> what I love about this is that. They probably didn't shut down this road, so there's just like a cop car on the oh, side of the road yeah. <laughs> that just had police like taped all askew like that. You would also think that like they could, I mean, it's 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 a great visual gag for this, but you could also just think that they could be like an unmarked undercover car, yeah, as long as they're in the uniforms. This is where a lot of shit goes down. This is when they try and do their like their heist or something now. That yeah. guy talking. Remind, it's killing me. I'm gonna have to like look him up or something because he looks like a comedic actor. Though. Yeah, he's like, a... he, he he's like oh, I think I know him for something. Moon Man, right? Omar J. Dorsey. Oh, was it Road Trip that I know from the Fraternity? Starsky and Hutch, Drumline. Uh. Thank you for your service. Californication? No. He's in a lot of stuff. Nothing I really watch. He's done a lot of stuff. He's bounding down. Do I know him from that, maybe? Uh, is he the... Ja- is he the... Is he the... No, he's not the chef in uh, Vice Principals, is he? No, it doesn't... He doesn't say Vice Principals. Because I was just thinking that if he was in East Bounding Down, he might have come back for Vice Principals. Well... I, I don't know. I think he's he's a good actor. He's charismatic. He's on an ep- who wasn't on an episode of Entourage? Oh yeah, well, Zach Efron even was. We covered that terrible episode for Zach Attack. Go listen to Zach Attack. What, uh, I will because I want to know what happened on that episode. What, what what was Vince Turtle and the boys up to? And E. Uh, e was having a fight with Sloane. Oh, Sloane. The episode was called Security Reefs. Oh God! Uh, Turtle, I think, slept with a college girl, and then needed to, <laughs> like the night before, and then needed to like steal her panties for some reason or uh, get her panties. Typical Vinny Chase crew and antics. Vinny was in trouble with someone or something, and um, there was like I think Peter Stormare might have been at the house. Like they had like some like sort of like hired goons or hired thugs oh, like at their house, right. like sort of like babysitting him. It was weird. So this is very topical, too, you know, just white cops just, like, pulling black guys out of their car for no fucking reason in America. Getting political on this case, Liberty Visited. I, I don't know if you've been aware, but it's a total witch hunt out there, Joey. That's the third time you've said that. It's my phrase of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, it all started with the witch that got burned and uh, paid the ghost. So. I get it. I get it. There's reason for it. To be certain. You know, I love that we do the Cage Club Revisited, but it does make me think, like, I should probably just be watching the Maltese Falcon instead of watching... (laughs) Well, you know, we could give it a rest or put it on hold for a while so you could catch... I have have a bunch of classics I need to catch No, I mean, it's fine. We're just... We do, like, we meet up once a month, we do three of these, and we're good for another month and a half. Like, it's fine. I've never seen Gandhi, you know? I could do that one weekend. I think I watched Gandhi for a class, I think. I don't remember anything about it, though. In high school. 
Oh, did you just sneeze that blood, Moon no, Man? I think, he, I think he got him in the mouth. I think it's, he's oh. spitting it out. You got blood on my Gianni Versace? That's a Versace shirt. Where's Andrew Canano when you need him? <laughs> or maybe it's Donatella Versace. I don't know. I was just going to say Steve Madden, then I remembered those are girl shoes. Wolf of Wall Street rearing its head again. Yeah, watched it last night. I put that in, did not remember it was three hours. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it was like, strong. Three I checked hours. it like a half hour in. I was like, how much was it? I was like, oh, Lord, <laughs> I'm going to be, better get comfy. But I watched the whole damn thing in one sit. No pausing? Uh, well, I would pause to go to the bathroom, you know, mm. but like, no, I, I didn't pause and like go out and do stuff. I gotcha. sat through it. I need, to, I, I've been meaning to rewatch Inland Empire, but that's another three hour one that I need mm. to like actually you know, sort of sit down and. Yeah, I've got to watch that for the first time. I just, I mean, all I want to do is watch Laura Dern for three hours, but I just need to find that day where I could do it. Yeah. After I saw The Quiet Place, I was trying to think of, like, if we could Mm -hmm. do, like, an Emily Blunt podcast. The only name I can think of is Blunt Talk, which is that uh, that show, that star show with, what's his name, with Patrick Stewart, right? Yeah. Picard. And I think because the blunt talk is about like him being like you know a political commentator, but I think it's also like there's like a weed tint to it too, and like oh, he smokes blunts. I think I, th- I don't remember. I've never seen it. I just remember reading an interview about it beforehand, or he was on Martin Aaron's podcast. I can or imagine something. Patrick Stewart in real life getting all high. Probably he's such a happy person, or at least he appears to be. Well, things are not going. Oh, dog. Yeah, because he's Mad, Mad dog. dog. Yeah, but is Dog going to eat a dog? Is it what? Dog eat dog? Dog oh, yeah, eat well, dog? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I just thought... I love how casual... This dude's name is Moon Man. Yeah. And they're down. They're like, all right. Like, his name's Moon Man. My name is Mad Dog. Like... Diesel, Troy. <laughs> and Mad Dog. Moon Man, Mad yeah. Dog. This is going very... This is like... This <laughs> This reminds me of um, True Detective Season 1. What was that? Episode 5? Where they break into the drug house? Like, oh, this season, is like... I think it was episode 6. I think 6... Okay. You're talking about the 9-minute shot. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is that. Just horribly wrong. <laughs> like, done, just, just no value to it whatsoever. But it's the same concept. They think they're trying to rob a safe house here. Now they're shooting into the house? Mad dog. There is... Whoa. What was that? He just oozied the dude running by? No, he... Up in the air. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was blanks or... Where do you get an Uzi? There is like a st- like I mean it's not great, but there is like a sort of a sense of tension here. You know, like it wasn't a no, terrible yeah. scene. Yeah, now, it's definitely unlike just about anything in any other Cage movie. Like it's you know. <laughs> here we go. They're celebrating. I do like that whenever Cage and Willem Dafoe team up, they're always robbing somebody. Oh yeah. Three hundred dollars to get us brought. Oh, he is cool. definitely accentuating. Certain th- oh man, here we go, Paul Schrader. Is this the hot dog scene, or is that later? I don't even remember the hot dog scene. Remember where they're like spraying each other ketchup and mustard? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Human hot dogs. Did that's, they were, we were already we referencing were already hot, dogs. hot dogs. Well, right? yeah, because this was, like, we, we oh, did this yeah, after yeah, yeah. Keanu. There and, it is. Oh, he just flicked off his hot dog penis. So much cocaine. This entire scene takes place over five minutes. <laughs> I do like that these... The subtitles are, like, in parentheses, talking nonsense. Just, like... Yeah. We know yeah. that there's nothing like of, of note or consequence going on. So uh, apparently, Dog Eat Dog and Pay the Ghost are on the same label or same distributor. RLJ Entertainment. Uh, they are kicking ass with subtitles. Oh, we're in a casino. Gambling, cage gambles. Gambling. Gambling. Um, but I got to give it to this company for their Blu-ray releases because their subtitles are, you know, perfect. Just so we know, if you if we get singing, I win. Oh wow. Oh wait, Cage freaked out. Doesn't that a freak out that we just saw yeah, in the hotel you room? I technically win, for sure. Uh, We're gonna mark that off at. You can mark that down at like say twenty-seven minutes. Okay, okay. Sorry, that was me not paying. This girl is way too cute to be talking to Diesel. Maybe she's a prostitute trying to get dressed like that. Oh, in a call. sweater. <laughs> what if it was? Um, what was her name from Waking Up in Reno? The, the prostitute <laughs> was that. Um, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Do you mean my favorite movie? You know, there's a, there's a chance that that ends up as a top ten Charlie's movie for me. Like, it's, <laughs> it's top five through half. I mean, of course, in the top ten, like above that is going to be Mad real, Max yeah, and Atomic the Real Blonde. good movies, yeah. Maybe. Well, it's funny. I was looking at the list. I was like, damn it, Prometheus is probably going to crack my top ten. <laughs> I just don't know. On the on a recent episode, oh, it was on the Aliens episode of the Contenders. Go check out the Contenders. Oh, they were talking about they were shitting on Prometheus. I was like, come on, guys! Like, yeah, it does. It's not great, but it doesn't deserve to be shit. On. It's it's no Alien Covenant, you know. Although I do love my girl Amy Simetz wearing space sandals, just like on that plane or on that like you know. It's just it's just strange. It's strange. What I was saying to Tobin, and he, I don't think he responded, was uh, Iceland's name is basically aliens. I don't know how she doesn't like aliens. Like, Iceland and aliens are basically the same word. I just kept thinking of Iceland, Tobin, if their other brothers and sisters ended in in as well. With their Marvin. Names. Marvin. Is this Nikki Whelan? <laughs> From Inconceivable? No. Is it? I think so. That is a great necklace. It just says happy in diamonds. I'm pretty sure this is Nikki Whelan. That would be pretty crazy, because it would be a returning... It would be a co-star. I'm looking it up. Dog eat dog. Nikki Whelan, Denise. Crazy. They've worked before. That's wild. What have I seen her? Oh, and she was also in Left Behind too. That's a that's a that's a trifecta. Wait, does she play his daughter in that? In what? Or is she a stewardess? Oh, she's the stewardess he's having an affair with. Oh dear, oh my god! I almost thought that she played his daughter. Oh, she's also in Tragedy Girls, which I really like. But yeah, she's in three Cage movies. I've seen her in four movies, three Cage movies, and Tragedy Girls. I'm gonna see her in Night of Cups and watch that sort of soon, sometime the next year maybe. Terrence Malick movie. Like, this is what we expected to have. Ugh. Ugh. Whoa, just- she's got her whole oh, hand in his mouth? Oh my god, Nikki. That was insane. 
I am all in on the Nikki Whelan uh, Cage trifecta. There's an, yeah, outside, that's a nice little there's an trilogy. outside chance I get this movie five stars on Letterboxd, depending on how five? I feel. Uh, well, it's like, it's either like... Right now, I've, I'm giving it better. I mean, I, I give it at least two and a half just because of, like, its craziness. Like, it's a, uh, you know, it's a, it's like a one-of-a-kind cage film. I would understand, though, if you gave it five stars. I totally would. It... <laughs> You really have to watch it a third time. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're before right. you really get maybe, what it's going for. Maybe I'll rewatch it tonight. <laughs> Where did Nikki Whelan come from? Is she just like a, just like an actress, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think just like everyone else. I mean, she must get along with Cage if she signed up with three movies. Doing movie, three right? Cage films, yeah. That's a terrible tattoo, but it's a, it's a funny tattoo of the the devil the, one, the devil like banging the a devil list. lady. But then his cross looks like it was markered on. Like these are not. Oh, they're your... terrible tattoos. But I also feel like that might be like an intentional choice. You know what I mean? Like a uh, hey, look, he doesn't care about his body or whatever. Willem Dafoe not happy in his little red tidy whities <laughs> tidy reddies. I mean, that's what happens. You get like you pay three hundred dollars for you know women, whatever. Oh, I guess I forgot we're seeing like each of their nights. Yeah, there's no way that this this girl's a prostitute. But then, what the hell is she doing with this guy? Like he just picked her up at the bar. Like he's so charming. Yeah. I'm not buying it. She's wearing a flower dress and a sweater. Uh, yeah, help yourself to the mini bar. There's something up with her, right? Well, I think, she's, I think she wants, like, a nice night, and it doesn't... She wants a nice night, and she goes out with that guy? Yeah. I mean, he's not a, like, a safe-looking person. No. <laughs> no prostitutes also play Elliot Smith. I think I might have said this on the episode, but I went as I think I definitely did because Jordan was on this episode that I went as Elliot Smith for Halloween one year. Oh yeah, yeah, and you wore like a note and had a no, no note. It was just uh, I took red paint and I splashed it on my shirt. That's it, yeah, and, and you're stabbing nice, yourself. Yeah, pretty solid costume. It only cost <laughs> me like six bucks. Very niche uh, idea. This is sort of very specific. Music um, commentary in a movie yeah. that does not deserve it or need it or really ask for it. I also feel like I was following music in 93, 94 from Seattle. I was into Alice in Chains and Soundgarden. There were definitely, there was like Temple of the Dog. There were stuff doing, there were people doing acoustic back then, girl. It wasn't all just, you know, distortion grunge. Even Nirvana did their um, acoustic set for MTV. Unplugged? Yeah, Unplugged. Did I tell you that I went to when Florence the Machine did it unplugged? Uh, it was on my birthday in New York, oh. and I won tickets to it. And we did not know. I went with my sister. We did not know until we watched it on TV that in the front row, we were in the fourth row, front row Kanye West. Oh, cool. I was like, from here to my TV was me to Kanye West. No idea he was in the room. Nice, nice. Um, I saw Fiona Apple once in like one of those, like re- they were recording her, a friend of my, my Sister's friend had a ticket. He's like, "Hey, want to go see Fiona Apple?" I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And it was like a room, like a like we went into like a big building, and yeah. then like 
into a small room, and then it was like set up with like seats, and it was really weird. It was almost like it was a recording studio or something. Huh. That was like 15 years ago. That was like 2000 or something, 98, 99. Very interesting. I saw Nirvana at, at Roseland um, during the In Utero tour. Wow. I saw Green Day open for Bad you, Religion. How old were you, like 14? Like yeah. Saw a lot of shit back to Primus. I was a huge Primus fan up until like 1999. <laughs> like I saw them like three times back then. Um, Diesel just, have not having the night that he thought he was going to have. Yeah, this girl either. Is she like? I, you seem like such a nice guy, Diesel. Hey, my name's Diesel, but I'm a nice guy. Bachelor number three. <laughs> Yeah, this... I would love to see. Why didn't they do that? Like a cut, like because yeah. like, like, the move doesn't make sense. Why didn't they do like a dating game with the three of them? Yeah. See, what I don't like, what I like about this movie is when it gets crazy and goes crazy. What I don't like is when this? it's this, when it's trying to settle down into something serious and to be what taken end? To... Exactly. It's not making the wacky stuff even wackier for me. Like that's just going to be wacky no matter what. This is just boring and. They've walked into a red light. Things are, you know... It's just so pretentious sometimes. It is difficult. Wait, so did Paul Schrader... He directed another Cage movie? Yeah, Dying of the Light. No, 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 no. I can think of another one coming out? Oh, or no? oh I don't know. No, no, he just interviewed him. Okay. Cage interviewed Schrader about just work. Because, oh, Schrader made another movie about a priest or something. Was that with Ed Norton, maybe? Oh, I'm not okay. sure. I'm not sure. But he's got a new film coming out. He wrote and directed. Because, you know, after this, it's blank checks all the way, baby. Like the movie Blank Check? <laughs> well, the podcast Blank Check, which is really good. Check that, check that out. I'm not on it. I just listened to it. It's not on our network either. It's just a podcast out there called Blank Check where they go over, like, they say, oh, Steven Spielberg, like, he got a blank check. So, like, let's go over all of these movies of his... <laughs> Hungover Cage is great. Oh, Cage drinks alcohol. Do we have that? Uh-huh. And he's drinking a, um... What is that? Bloody Mary? He's drinking Bloody Mary. Which is the... Se- it was referenced earlier when the stripper was like, I need a Red Bull Bloody. She's like, he's like, why don't you just get like... He's like, that sounds disgusting. Why don't you just get a regular Bloody Mary and then fall asleep on me, pass out on me if you need to. I'm not... I'm used to it. I like his paisley shirt. There's something about the foes look in this I'd buy it I don't know I almost feel like maybe it's part of his own style or something he just seems really comfortable in this role it's just a shame that Diesel's in it I know because Diesel sticks out like a sore dumb ass bald guy what else has this guy been in you know what it is too I bet he's perfectly fine it's just that he's with Cage and Defoe and the two of them just have... Christopher Matthew Cook. An he's unspoken a, thing. He's an escape plan. Oh, I, I saw know. that. That's the Schwarzenegger and Stallone movie? Yeah. He's in Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk. Wait, isn't escape plan... Like, what was that? Wasn't that referenced a lot? Was, it's referenced in something. A lot. Like, was that... No, I want to say Mosaic, but that can't be right. There's something where it was like, oh, no, that was Mosaic. Yeah, that's from Escape Plan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That and Desolation of Smaug. Yeah. Every time I see that. And then Christopher Matthew Cook is also in Mr. Right, that Sam Rockwell dances his way through a gun Okay, fight. okay. And he's also in Two Guns, which I did not see, the Denzel Mark Wahlberg movie. 
Oh, I saw that. I don't remember him in that. That movie's confusing. I don't know what happens in that movie. <laughs> that's that's what you call your action movie. Oh, that's confusing. <laughs> no, I couldn't tell. Like, really, what is going on in this thing? Oh, here we go. Um, we're setting up the Humphrey Bogart for 40 minutes from now. He's going to be Humphrey Bogart. I wonder how much of this was written, and I wonder how much of this is key. Just like well, he talking. goes. He just says there was a movie producer, and I says to him, "I says, I says." <laughs> A stretched out version of Humphrey Bogart. What I love is that like, just we don't know who he's talking to, and we just cut to a guy that we've never seen before. <laughs> that they're just waiting for Diesel and Mad Dog. And his line is, "This is a fantastic story." <laughs> Why does Paul Schrader's character like to eat dinner in a, in a bank, bank vault? Because it's pretty cool. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> oh, there we go. With the little nose flares, like I Th- don't know why. It's a bogey thing, but it's not, is it? I don't, I don't know, and I, I don't, don't care. care. All I know is that I love it. It's more of an Edward G. Robinson thing. Like I feel like he's got them confused. I think because bogey is kind of like this, but Edward G. Robinson's like this, see? <laughs> you think Cage is them confused, or the character is them confused? The, both. Well, I don't think Cage does. Either the character or Paul Schrader is confused. Okay. Chepe. Okay, so guys, I know you can't hear it, but here's my impression of Paul Schrader, since you can't hear him. <laughs> I feel like that's too loud, though. Like, it has to be like half that volume. It's about right. It's Basically closer. sounds like the Annie the Ghost trying to get paid. <laughs> Whispering at you. You know, if we keep doing these terrible new... Not terrible, but like these less than good new Cage movies, eventually we're going to get to a point in this podcast and then revisit it where it's like only good movies left. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say I was trying to knock out a couple of these early so we would only have good ones at some point, but... Oh, no, I think it's definitely a conscious decision <laughs> on our part. Yeah. I, I know... mean, like, we've already we've already burned through my favorite one. We did Wild and Heart already, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a couple other we've done. We did adaptation. Which we did adaptation. We did Moonstruck. Favorite. We did It Could Happen to You. He's also in a ton of great movies. Man, I love Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, part of me wants you to get the VR um, Humanity Bureau copy so we could play it in VR or whatever. <laughs> but we like you would need to like watch me watching it, and I would need to watch you watch because we can't. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we have, or yeah. we have two headsets or something. I don't know. So that's something really weird about VR for me is there are, there are programs that are literally you sit in a virtual movie theater and watch a movie on a screen. Yeah. I don't see the VR value in that, you know? Like, that isn't – what's cool is when, like, the movie wraps around your eyes like panorama. Yeah. Like, that's cool. And I think that's what – I think that's what Humanity Bureau was released as, sort of like a 360 experience, so you could, like, turn your head and see the car coming down the street. Yeah. But then there are, I don't know if you've seen, there are just like, go, go sit in a movie theater in the dark with your headset on and watch the movie on the screen with less, like, you know, just watch it, just watch it with the glasses off. Yeah. This sad strip club during the day reminds me that I went, when I was in Colorado, I went to Coyote Ugly. I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the original one. But I went there at, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was, like, all the lights were on, and there was nobody there. Oh. And I was like, this is sad. 
remember one year I was in Vegas, I had heard of this like very famous strip club. I can't remember the name of it. The Ele- Purple Elephant or something? or something. It was super famous. And yeah, it definitely lived up to its height. <laughs> like I walked in there. It was like walking into a movie. It was just like like craziness like everywhere. Um, it was my brother's... Um, that was his... When he was going to get married, we went to Vegas. It was his bachelor party. Um, Wait, can I cross off Las Vegas because this is in your story? <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> uh, but that was like the one time where I remember actually going to some place and being like, this is like better than advertised. Like, they're Whoa. not kidding. Like, this place is the is legit. Um, and I think that was actually the last time I'd ever been to a strip club. It was years and years ago. I only went to one and it was very sad. We used to go in high school by the uh, in the Meadowlands. They had... A couple, I can't even remember the names of them anymore. But I mean, I grew up down the highway from Satin Dolls, which was the Bada Bing, you know, which yep. isn't a strip club, but it's like a go go bar and stuff. But there's a whole bunch in like the Meadowlands area. I mean, especially when we were in high school, we used to just like, as soon as we turned 18 or 17 or whatever, like, get something cool to do. The value wears off extremely quickly. Oh, yeah. I like this. I like I like the look of this. Like, what's weird about a lot of these movies, like Pay the Ghost and this, like when you're not listening, <laughs> it's better. Yes. Yeah. It's visually oh, this billiards one. are bowling. Oh, billiards. Uh, yeah, this movie really does look really great. I think, like, honestly, even though it's got multiple personality disorder as far as like what it wants to look like, every time it shifts to something different, it's nice to watch. So Diesel just standing there with a... He looks so unnatural. Like, I I, I appreciate, like, because he... I appreciate, like, his sort of elevation to, like, like you know, he's able to get into a leading role, but, like, he should just sort of embrace, like, the character, like, the muscle. Yeah. You know, that, like, there's, like, a... You could do, like, a side story, but not, like, as, like, part of the main... I almost, Watching him move, it's just... I almost feel like his character is too smart or too cool or slick. Like, he should be injured or dumb or... Something. That's a great shot of the two of them, though. Too. They look great together. Wait, so what else was Willem Dafoe in? He was in Wild at Heart. What else? With Cage. With Anything? Cage? I thought that was it. Might be it. Bobby Peru. I think we made a huge deal at the time of them finally working together again. Willem Dafoe's been in 121 things. Things we've covered. John Wick. Spider-Man's. Wild at Heart. He went toe-to-toe with Toby. Are we gonna, we're going to do Lars von Trier eventually, so we'll do Antichrist. Oh, Nymphomaniac. Oh. Antichrist. He's in The Most Wanted Man. I turned off, like... Ooh, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be able to turn it off next time I watch it. But I remember watching that movie, going like, "Nope, I'm good." Oh, he's also an Odd Thomas, which we saw a trailer for either oh, this one or the last yeah, one. Yeah, I think that was the, the last movie. So that's another RLJ Entertainment release. How odd! They do a lot of staking out in this movie. If we did red a Defoe car, podcast, not, is that a sports car? But it's a red car. Defoe is the man. Mm. Demand Defoe, the legend. The phoning it in. (laughs) 
that's an interesting accent. This is weird. Like, I like that Like, they're following the same conversation he's having like, in all different backgrounds, but why? I, I hate when movies do that. Like, there's a very glaring... Cage driving. There's a huge... There's a sequence like that in Episode 2, the Star Wars movie, where Amidala's talking to Anakin, and she's telling this story, but as she's talking, they're going past, like, four different locations, and she couldn't... You know, she'd have to, like, stop talking and then resumed what she was talking about when they got to this new location. Yeah. Like, they're covering so much ground over the course of this, like, small conversation. And movies can do that well, like, if you're having the same conversation with, like, four or five different people. Like, I get yeah. that, but when you're on one conversation with one person, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't really work. No. It bugged the hell out of me. Speaking of Attack of the Clones, go check out the four-episode arc of Real Bad, where they covered the three prequels and then did a sort of a bonus episode on Star Wars and canon. Let's go do that thing. I wonder what the next Real Bad movie is going to be. Oh, it's Catwoman. Officially? Oh, well, I don't know about by the time this... Commentary comes out, that's going to be hard to say. Let's see here. Real bad final exports. I like the sound of this music. I haven't been on Twitter as much lately, so I don't know... Were they tweeting about that, Catwoman? Um, Yeah, they were going to do something... I mean, he got... They were gonna. What was the movie they were? Nah, I don't know. I, I, it's hard to tell if I've got a straight because sometimes my timeline appears out of order. Twitter likes to do that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, they have not uploaded the final final version yet. So, but go check out Real Bad. It's the one of the newer podcasts on our network. This podcast comes out May twenty fourth, I think. So. We'll have a bunch of real reels bad between now and then, as we're recording this at the time that this comes out. Cage in the house with the gun. I'm not clear on what are they what are they doing here again. I'm not clear on what anybody's doing at any point in this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just sort of a, uh, it's just a thing. Ooh, lullaby, lullaby. play. Yep. Nice little subtitle. Oh, there. they rob a baby or something? Is this a Raising Arizona return? I think it is. Oh, it's Nathan Jr. He still doesn't grow up from 1991. Well, this is Nathan Jr.'s kid. This is Nathan Jr. Nathan Jr. Third? <laughs> He's Nathan the Third. The Arizona Quint. The Arizona Quints. I've been waiting for you. Oh, right. And doesn't, like, the the babysitter dies. Lots of bad things happen in the scene. Oh. Total bad dog. Scanners his head. I do, in a way, appreciate that, like, in so many movies, you have, like, a guy who's, like, talking, talking, talking while holding the gun on somebody. That guy comes in and just like, you guys are fucked, or whatever, and Wilderfuck just turns around and blows his head off. Like, it's sort of the opposite end of the spectrum, where it's, like, a little bit too quick, mm. but it's also like, a, oh, okay, that's a nice change of pace, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, I wish they... I wish this was the plan. I think this is what we got to on the podcast, too, is, like, the plan should have been steal the baby and then have that at the half-hour mark, and then do all the drug fueled crazy shit with the baby. Mm. 
like three men and a baby. Yeah, three crazy men and a baby. Go to the strip club. Go to wherever. Go gambling. Just have the baby there the whole time. It'll be like baby's day out. We still haven't gotten to the hot dogs. I don't think we got to the ketchup and mustard spring. I think that's going to come still. I think there's another drug fueled party scene, maybe. Unless I missed it, but I don't, I don't think know. I missed it. How do you act across from Cage and not, like, kill it? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Well, just imagine if he wasn't acting across from Cage. Just... Oh. I know. Gross. Like, I like the subtle... Like, I like that there's a reason to the red lights there. Like, it's the taillights. You know what I mean? Like, I like, mm-hmm. the, I like when there's a reason for the, the moodiness, the little, you know, gel over the lens or whatever. It's just that when there's just it's just whatever it just doesn't it's it's like to what to what end like, what right you when doing? you open up the door and the bathroom is just blue without the light on for no reason or I mean you know I I, I feel like like if you watch Suspiria right like that is a movie I was actually just thinking Suspiria it's, yeah it's like a it's like a you know a master class in color theory. This feels like Paul Schrader read a couple books about color theory and was like, I want this to be all pink now. I don't want this to be black and white. Basically. (laughs) You know? Like, it just feels like it's willy-nilly instead of actual purpose. Every time I hear willy-nilly, I think of Review, and I think of uh, (laughs) AJ, his assistant, like, thinking willy-nilly is somebody's name, and she starts calling him Mr. Nilly like this. (laughs) (laughs) We all are aching. (laughs) Oh no! No, no, the re- no. It's, it's they're the, all the, is aching. Yeah, the real Lisa Ching. They're all is aching. They're all is aching. Want some more pancakes? <laughs> if what you is... haven't go, if you haven't watched Review, there's probably only like 21 episodes. Like it's probably like 10 and then eight and then three. So go check out Review. Review is like a top, top 10 comedy from the last like 10 years. I like that he just calls a woman man. Just like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Gender equality or something. The plan is very convoluted. And it's like their third plan. Mr. Moon. They ripped off Mr. Moon. Old, Moon Man. That was, the, that was the first plan. This is the second one. Or is there something in the middle? Oh, I feel like there was a, a middle plan. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe the middle plan was just to get hookers and spend money. They really should learn to invest. Their middle plan was just fuck bitches, get money. <laughs> <laughs> so we got Mr. Moon, we got fuck bitches, get money, and now we got the steal the baby plan. <laughs> steal the baby plan. This is also the problem of doing three bad movies in a row. We're only on number two. So we got half an hour of this left, and we still got a whole other season of The Witch next. Well, possibly, yeah. I mean, it's next in order. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I think I could still do another one. It's just because the season, the the, the the upside of the season of The Witch is that it's not as it's not the movie that I was thinking. Remember, I, I thought it was in the name of the King of Dungeon Siege Tale. Oh, like, oh, this right, movie's right, terrible. Right. But it's not that bad. It's just. Bad. It's just regular bad. 
And actually, not as bad. You know what's also weird? Jordan was on episode two. Oh, weird. So we were on, this is two Jordans in a row. Huh. I mean, she was probably on a bunch, she was probably on a bunch of Cage Clubs. It's not super weird, but it's, you know, shout out Jordan. Jordan, if you're listening, she's not listening. If you're listening, if anybody's listening, email us mailbag at cageclub.me. Send us your address. I can send you a couple of Cage Club stickers. That's us doing it for you. Yeah, and that's just for you if you listen to these because we don't we haven't made that offer on any other podcast. No. So I still don't know who's listening to these, so just let me know. We don't get a lot of email to the mailbag email, but we do get. We, there's been a couple different things that like actually have come through of sort of significance. Like one thing was troubleshooting, like there was like a broken RSS feed that that I sort of was alerted to there, and like people are using it for like real reasons. <laughs> That's, oh, that's where we got the uh, the mail the, the, the uh, fan art fan art request. Yeah, I've got to find a place in my house to hang that up. I got to get a frame and I got to hang it up. So that whole wall over there is just like rock, and I can't like uh, I can't hammer, I can't screw into that. Maybe I can nail into that. I don't know. Rock wall, eh? It's a rock lobster. Oh, this is where things go bad too. This is they have the they kill the cop at the they kill the lady cop at the supermarket. Remember? Yeah, I don't know why at this point in the movie I've decided to try and pay attention to the subtitles like very closely to figure out. I feel like we can very clearly tell when you pay attention to subtitles because you just stop talking. Like, you start like <laughs> reading the movie. I feel like it's probably be at this point because like the movie got Ugh. too complicated. And you're trying to figure out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, like, I'm are we in so lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, get out. Of here. That's sort of the reverse of the trust. Remember where he like walks across? He's just like, "Hey, stop!" <laughs> Here, like the guy's not listening to him. Why is he driving a Jaguar? Red sports car. Dude, Paul Schrader, you sound like you have throat cancer, and you're talking through one of those boxes. Like, why could? Why did you need to be in this movie? Oh, there's also a chance. I do want to say to this, dear listener. There's a chance we release these out of order as we record them, because if that thing does come through, and I don't want to say what it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the thing we're scheduling, I feel like we'll probably have to time that with the release of the other thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be like, oh, Good hey, you, you can check this out on X, Y, and Z dates. You know what I mean? Good idea. So there's a chance that things are all askew, and none of this has really made sense, but eh. hey, man. It's all good. Hopefully you've seen this movie before, so now, you know, you've got something else to listen to. Do you really listen to Like, hopefully if people have seen Doggy <laughs> Talk yeah. before? Well, I, I just think when it comes to commentaries, I feel like no matter what the movie is, you should probably have watched it by itself first. Again, when you request Cage Club stickers, if you want Cage Club stickers, let us know how you're actually, you know, watching this. Like, are you... Are you watching it for the first time? Are you not watching the movie and just listening? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I only know one person who has told me that they listened to this, and this is former Monkey Club host, co-host Christian Larson, watched or listened to our Seeking Justice commentary. I don't remember if he was watching the movie or not, but like... Because he was on that episode. He was, and we, he was just like, why do you guys like this movie? Like, hey, man. <laughs> Hungry Rabbit Jumps, that's why. Because it's great. Bald Guy Piers, January Jones brushing her teeth, you know. Plenty, plenty of stuff to like. Cage faking his way as a journalist. Yes. Breaking up a fight in school. Yeah. That's where we have the you know you need five people for conspiracy. It's because of that movie that we reference that so often. 
you know? Even though it started with Snake Eyes. Oh, right, I forgot. I, forgot. <laughs> I associate it with that movie. I don't associate it with Snake <laughs> I know, Eyes. well, that's what I like. I think I do, too, at this point. The outside of that club looks like the first scene of the movie. <laughs> like, the way it's all neon. Yeah. We're in a, is this a third strip club, or is this the same one, just not shot in black and white? Well, so there was the black and white one from the beginning. There was the sad one that was closed, which I feel like was a different one, because I felt like okay. a downstairs strip club. Unless yeah. that's like a different stage in this strip club. And then here's this one. It's unclear. Now we're walking through the beginning of the movie again with the red and blue lights and pink lights and everything. Now we're in a blue room. You know, I am really excited for Cinemakers. Go check out Cinemakers. It's not currently active as you're listening to this, because we finished the Soderbergh episodes, and we're waiting. We're going to sort of alternate main podcasts, like actor podcasts with Cinemakers. So after we finish Charlie's, we'll go back for another Cinemakers. But I'm really looking forward to, for, I don't know why. Uh, well, I know why, because I like their movies. But, like, David Fincher, I'm looking forward to a lot. Yeah. I'm also really looking forward to David Lynch. I'm just mm. David's. <laughs> you should just have the David cast. David cast. Um, I'm looking forward to just like talking about and dissecting the Lynch stuff, and then um, the Fincher stuff. I'm just really looking forward to watching again. Like I, I think I've seen all of his work. I just haven't had a lot of time to revisit it. I like. Almost I just watched four of his this year because we did it for the film club that Joe Two and I run. Mm. We did, but we did like lesser. I haven't seen Alien Three. Oh, all right. Well, you can check out that episode in a month on Third Times of Charm. <laughs> or it might be out by the time this is out. No, that's June 3rd. So May yeah. 3rd is Rocky. Okay, May 3rd is Rocky. June, June 3rd, 3rd is Alien. Alien. So that's, that comes out like next week as you're okay. listening to Okay, and then July is Jurassic Park. And then August is Godfather. And then are you extending season one or is it going to be like... I'm extending season one. All by, right. By three episodes. To be a three cubed or three squared? Yeah, well, I was going to just do one extra episode, and I was like, well, I can't do that. I got to, you know, whatever I do has got to be in the multiples of three. What was funny was when we were on the PSI Love Hoffman episode, their Act 3 recap. Yeah. And you were saying, you know, next month on the 3rd, we're doing Rocky 3 with three guests, and Brian's like, that's a lot of threes. I'm like, yeah, but that's the point. Yeah, that's the whole Brian. Point. <laughs> like, that's a lot of threes. I'm like, yeah. Why like, are you surprised? <laughs> it, always comes out, it always comes out on the 3rd month, 3rd of the month. It always comes out. It's always a third in a sequel. It's just the fact that there's three people. Like that's the only yeah. only surprise. Like I didn't realize it in the moment, but like listening to that, listening to it back, I was like, "Oh, like that's the whole point." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he said something about that too in the Rocky episode. He was like, "Whoa, there sure are a lot of threes going on this time." I'm like, "What show do you think you're on?" <laughs> well, I sure have been watching a lot of movies about kids in high school. Well, yeah, of course. Like. <laughs> Can you believe that we've watched 80 movies in a row with Nicolas Cage in them? Like, I can't can't believe it. That's funny. Here are two guys in the movie we don't really get to... They don't really pair them up a lot. I don't mind this pairing as much. I'm wondering, though, where did they find Diesel? I forget. Was he in the joint, too? Because Cage knows Defoe from the joint. And I totally just glossed over Diesel. They described Diesel as like he's just a guy oh, who does right. things or whatever. And then there's Diesel. He's just a guy. He's just a guy. You know what I kind of wish? And it's sort of that way here, is that they were a part, they were like a team. Diesel never talks, 
and Defoe just talks too much. Oh, like he sort of talks that would be cool. Him. That would sort of be better. You know what I mean? If he was a mute, not not like not a mute, not definitely not mute by Duncan Jones. <laughs> oh, please, not. not a mute by like by force, but like a mute by choice. Like yeah, just, yeah, they yeah. didn't have anything to say. You know what I mean? That'd be like, cool. I could see that. That'd be an interesting character. I feel like that's a dynamic that you see in a lot of movies. I just feel like it would have worked better here when you have a guy who can't isn't necessarily the best actor or whatever, mm. you know? Because what bugs me is just like it's so close to being like a good, wacky, crazy movie thing. And I honestly, like, that dude, like, just, oh, man, it just bothers me, the whole sort of situation. And I, I genuinely don't know if he's that bad or just that you can't pair a third person with Cajun yeah. Defoe. That's what it is. Like, I don't know if anybody would have worked well there. That's what have, it is. Like, uh... That's what's frustrating me, right? Is that, like, I just want Cajun Defoe no matter what, I think. So or, like, throw, like, a William H. Macy in there or, like, a Tracy Morgan. That would have been interesting. Oh, you know what would have been uh, great? Oh, God. Now that I say it, now i got to remember his fucking name, though. Where's he from? Well, he was the old dude in uh, The Nice Guys. He's the guy I love. He's the president in a lot of – in that video game. He's in, Oh, they, Keith David. Keith David would have been – I would love to see Keith David with these two – with uh, Cage and Defoe. Like, that would have been something. That would have been good. See that when I watched this movie for the first time at Fantastic Fest, this was a midnight movie, and like it starts out like like oh this is great, and then like you get here, I'm just like struggling to keep awake. Yeah, it's like tiring. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know why this is here. Even I'm yawning now watching this today. It's, like, two like, it's, it's so bright, <laughs> and I'm like exhausted. From it. Well, this is this is probably the longest scene in the movie too. That doesn't help. That it, the longest scene in the movie is is, a, is in the car. And it's not like for a movie that's like so carefully is the wrong word, but carefully lit so that everything is like visually yeah. specific. For it to be like that, it's like what? yeah, that mm-hmm. running a little low on resources here. You mean like actually like money to shoot it? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> like. Ideas to. I thought you were thinking like, you know, like stamina for you watch this movie. Well, that too. <laughs> so we've only got like 15 minutes left in the movie. That's hilarious. Which feels crazy because nothing's happened. Where is the baby? <laughs> Where is the baby? The baby's with that with the nanny in that house that they brought her to. But I don't know what. Okay. I don't get it. Then what's this place? The run? This where they're rendezvousing? Is this where they're meeting? I guess I don't remember this. They do a lot of drugs in this movie. That's weird. It's like the foe just did a bump or two. What off his lap just there? Yeah. Coast Guard. What coast are you guarding in Cleveland? The lakes? Cleveland U.S. Coast Guard Station. I guess it's the Great Lakes, because they're on a lake, but like... Okay. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't what? have... I guess it doesn't have... Oh, this to... is where they're dumping the body. That's yeah. right, that's right, that's right, that's right. 
But I could just yeah, because look, there's a lake. There's the lake. It's kind of a hole. Maybe if he, maybe if this guy had a mustache. Diesel? Yeah, if Diesel had the mustache. <laughs> no, that's. I'm not saying it's gonna fix him, but it might make him more interesting. Suck ass. What by if that way. said paint a ghost? <laughs> would have been insane. <laughs> Although the paint a ghost does suck ass. No. <laughs> I guess it's also telling that there's the Cleveland Coast Guard that is like, it's like an abandoned building. Like, I guess maybe that's the joke. Like, oh, we don't really have to guard a coast because it's all internal anyway. I don't get it. But maybe that's the joke. Either way, we've been missing Cage for 20 minutes. Yeah. And unfortunately, Defoe and Diesel aren't really carrying the rest of this for me. This room reminds me of the end of Eight Millimeter, where Dandolfini oh. takes him to like that really disgusting house place. Okay, where he films snuff movies and stuff. Sure. That was Gandolfini, right? Yeah. Okay. But then some other guy came to his house and fought him, right? Uh, or those two different movies. What was the movie that like he lived next to a graveyard and he got into a big fight at the end? I thought that was also eight millimeter, but I don't remember that. Yeah, um, no, I can't remember. Oh well, I don't want to have to watch eight millimeter again anytime. We're going to. I know, but you want to see the machine? That's a dark, dark one. Max uh, California. Max California, great name. What's Cage's name in the eight millimeter? I be banging. No. <laughs> I'd be banging from Bringing Out the Dead. We haven't done that yet for this, have we? No, that's a good one. Eight millimeter. I've never seen... Okay. It's never taken longer to dump a dead body, and I've seen movies about dumping one dead body, and it's the whole movie, and this is longer. Nicholas Cage plays Tom Wells. Tom. Peter Stormare, also in that. Catherine Keener, Norman Reedus. Mm-hmm. Oh, Norman Reedus. Do you know there's an eight millimeter too? Did we talk about that? Terrible uh, reviews on Letterboxd. I saw it at the uh, Rite Aid. They had the double pack. Oh, that's right. I did not see it. I do not do a show called Sequels. You do a show called Threequels. No, it was almost called Threequels. What's funny is that as we're listening to this, as we're recording this, uh, Scott Aukerman, Paul F. Tompkins, and Laura oh. Marcus have put out Freedom. Uh-huh. But I've listened to the first three episodes, and they still, as they're recording it, don't have a name for the show. <laughs> yeah, I've so heard the first. they've recorded the intro and like put, drop it in, and you have like the music in between that like links up or whatever. But they're like, they spent an entire like twenty minutes of the first episode like trying to mm-hmm. figure out what it was called. But it's just funny, like how many episodes they've they've recorded. Up me beam. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, up me beam. <laughs> Something like. Oh. oh, I don't remember that happening. I don't remember that either. Good night, Defoe. It's time to go. Did you hear all three episodes or just the first one? Just the first one, because the rest are behind the stitcher wall. They're behind the paywall. Although I'm sure they're up on YouTube somewhere. A lot I don't of know. a lot of like uh, I'm not saying it's right, but a lot of the um, how did it get made and a lot of the older. Uh, oh, here we go. 
Hot dog ketchup. The dog is done. Oh, yeah. He's a hot dog, and he's done. Okay, he's um, shirtless. Oh, my God. And he's, like, in ecstasy. He's got the gray hair. Um, a lot of, like, the how did this get made, and a lot of the comedy bang bang stuff is on YouTube. Like, people post it. Well, I know there's a lot of clips up there. I don't know about full episodes. Yeah, there's full episodes. I'm not saying it's right. But from time to time, I've I've listened to one or two. I get you. Well, I mean, you're not doing anything wrong by listening to it. Yeah, I didn't put it up there. And you're also not like it's not like you're torrenting something. You're just yeah, yeah, and I'm not saving them, right? I used to like when I, I would download every ep- every podcast episode and save it on my computer. Then at the end, I was just like, "What am I doing? Like, I don't need like <laughs> hundreds of gigabytes of podcasts that, like I didn't record." Yeah. Like, if, I, if I really want to find something, I can find it again. Yeah, that's how I feel. Plus, I, I pay for Stitcher. Like, if if one day, say, like, Earwolf goes away or whatever, like, everything, like, they just, like, get rid of the archives, like, there will be people out there who, like, sort of cobble together, like, oh, the comedy that's, archives. Or yeah, like, that's what the internet's about. Like, it's funny. Like, I feel like that's even a major plot point in the book Ready Player One, where it's, like, the whole idea of recreating stuff that is lost or gone or someone has archived it or it's been saved and yep. it's just a matter of finding the person who yep. saved it and getting in contact with them. The Oasis. But I feel like a lot of that is lost. In the, actually, it's all lost in the movie, but I don't want to get into that. I read the book three years ago, so when I see the movie, maybe tonight... I saw it a couple... I mean, I read it whenever... When did it come out? O one or O two or something, the book? Or... Is that all? Is that long ago? I'm not... I think so. I read it in 2011, 2012. Is that when it came out? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But not a Oh, fan. this is where the lady cop dies. Okay. Oh, the lady cop in the opening DVD uh, menu. Oh. Taylor he, Swift. He reads GQ. Oh, man. Too bad it wasn't like Zeph or something on the cover. Like He's been on the cover of GQ. Supermarket music playing. This guy has like Liam Neeson. Uh, Liam Neeson. He has he has Mad Dog brains all over his jacket, and he's just kind of hanging out in the meat section. Yeah. This guy kind of looks like he could be Zachary Levi's brother. Whoop. Hey, conceal carry, Mister. How do you know? Maybe they're in a state state where that's illegal. I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, fake news, nor- witch hunt. What I do like <laughs> is that that's what the actual car looks like. Apples is the name of the supermarket. Wait, why? You think that's probably like a real chain? The guys wearing apples. Yeah. That you know what that looks like? It looks like Robert Pattinson. Oh my gosh! There he looks exactly it? like Robert Pattinson. You've seen Good Time, right? Oh, I loved it. Loved it. I liked it a whole. I wish there was a little more with the other brother, but I liked it a lot. I need to see Heaven Knows What, which is the Safdie Brothers' first movie. And they're doing something already again. They have a whole other... With with Pattinson again, I think, okay. right? And and with something else. Or no, maybe not. No, it's somebody... So the reason I really love that movie is because I couldn't tell if the one brother was actually a disabled actor, and then you find out, no, that's one of the directors. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit, that opening scene with him is amazing. In the psychiatrist's office? Yeah. And at the end too. Oh, in the that, end, like, yeah. No, that, I mean, like, little rehab group or whatever. Yeah, no. It just his his arc is so well done in that movie. And then Robert, Pat- Robert Pattinson is just a madman. <laughs> that whole shit is crazy. I saw that in theaters, and I was like, Ugh. and I, I I liked it, but I didn't. And then I watched it again at the end of the year when I was trying to re rank things. I was like, what did I not see the first time? I was like, this is so good. Like the one, I mean, spoiler probably, but that reveal where he 
takes the wrong guy from the hospital. <laughs> like that's awesome. Because how could you? How would you know? Chris Mattiello hates that movie. Hate. Uh, he he doesn't think it's good. He didn't like it. He like thinks it's dumb. He's like it's the no, most it's not like, dumb. It's like the most like seven year old. Like he like the way he described it. But you could do that about any movie. Like no, there's no way. There's definitely stuff going on in that movie. I sort of had a fight. I'm like, I'm like, the way you can describe it, like, I'm like, it's I, sort of, it's sort of like Spring Breakers, which I know he loves and I love. He's like, no, no, no. I'm no, too no. old to fight about movies anymore. I just go, whatever. <laughs> just, you like it and I don't, or I like it and you don't. The last time I tried to argue anything was on that Reno episode, and it just <laughs> exhausted myself. It's like, no point in even arguing anymore. If I don't like it, I'm just going to shut up about it. I like her cop bun that her hair is in. Is that you think that's uh, probably I do not regulation? Th- I do not know, but Cage's hair is doing something crazy in this scene. She's reminding me of someone too. She's kind of maybe reminding me of Elle Fanning a little bit. Really, I got well, I got like a little bit older, like a Christy Swanson kind of vibe from her. The original Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, like eerie. Oh, Cage in slow motion. With a ring on. Grunts. He's beating the shit out of this woman cop. Elle Fanning, speaking of Elle Fanning, it was her birthday last week. Oh, okay. She posted on Instagram. She turned 20. Get the fuck out of here. Don't don't say that. Take that back. I think she was 16 when she filmed The Neon Demon or something. I was just like, oh my god. I can't believe Cage punched her twice. Like, why is it not more like Crank? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, why, yeah. Like, why, like, why do we have... Why do the last 40 minutes exist? <laughs> Look how like, slow he's running, though. I know, it's hilarious. You're right. Like, I want it like that. When people get shot, they have to fly across the parking lot. Like The music kicks in, you know, like we're in, like, the, the slowest pursuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He kind of reminds me of the leprechaun in that moment, just kind of like gleefully trotting away after a minor victory. Uh oh. <laughs> that was a straight up uh, Lord of War shot, right? Yeah. Collateral damage. So you going to have a heart attack? I don't know. We got Cage like talking on the ear in these back speakers, though, like, voiceover. Gotta be samurai. Gotta be samurai. That's amazing. That's my new mantra. Gotta be samurai. If I ever do transcendental meditation, it's gotta be Cage samurai. Just chanting "Gotta be samurai" <laughs> over and over and over again as Diesel finishes. <laughs> it's gotta. Be. It feels like it was looped and sampled for part of the soundtrack of that sequence. Oh no! Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotta get that song now. Gotta be samurai. Gotta be samurai. Right. Is the dog samurai's. eat dog soundtrack available on iTunes? Uh, ask RLJ Entertainment. I don't know. This movie, a great one for Bingo. Yeah. I did not win. I still have not won. Oh, Cage Driving. I mean, I'm going to just keep going. Let's yeah, see. just check them all off. That red sports car. What else you got? Adaptation, no. no. Cage Shaves, no. Singing, no. Last Someone Maniacally. makes a threat. That was when they stole the baby. <laughs> I can't believe no one said dog eat dog in this. It's a dog eat dog world. It's just called Cage Dorothy. 
Well, this is where he's they turn around and he's Humphrey Bogart. Oh, right, 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 right. This is just so weird. Like, this is cool, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Hmm. Oh, man. Oh, no, no. He's Humphrey Bogart when he gets into that, like, old black couple's car. Doesn't he, like, jack their car and, like, make them drive him around or something? I hope so. I don't remember any of this. I can't... How does he get out of this? I don't know, but we have, like, three minutes left in this movie. No. <laughs> Is that real? Hold on. Oh, no, no. It's 93 minutes. I thought... The case says 83 minutes. It does say 83 minutes. This makes the... more sense. Okay. I, was like, I was like, there's no way that we're going to have credits and all the things that I remember <laughs> in the next four minutes. Oh, maybe credits are ten minutes. There are ten minutes in Wolf of Wall Street. There are ten minutes in Last Jedi. Like, there's all these... Well, those are two and a half and three hour movies. I know, I know. But, I mean, also, like... I think for Star Wars and stuff more, though, like Ready Player One also has like a 10-minute credit sequence because it's like all CGI, you know, special effects and everything. Yep. Like all the Marvel movies have like 10-minute credit, closing credit sequences. Well, because like all of Asia is employed in the CGI, so. Well, not, it's not even that. It's like they literally farm out pieces of the movie to every digital house in the world. As opposed to just ILM for Star Wars. Yeah, right. It's, yeah. So here, this is something that's never happened before in a Cage movie. Cage is being by... dragged by his wrist behind a cop car. Well, they they weren't shooting at him while they were dragging him, right? They, no, I don't okay. think so. Just fade to black? So now I think this is maybe, you might be led to believe that he died there. Because now he's in heaven with the black couple. And this is where he is being oh, Humphrey Bogart. It. He's having this out-of-body experience at the diner. Gotta be samurai. Gotta be samurai. Gotta be samurai. Gotta be samurai. I kind of wish it had stayed black and white. Me too, yeah. But, I mean, this looks cool, but don't lead in with a cooler-looking black and white. But this, this, does, did this actually happen? I can't remember if this actually happened. We'll have to find out. I don't know if we ever know, really. Oh, not Gwyneth Paltrow picking up the check there. <laughs> B-I-B-Y baby. Well, I was thinking I uh, the original B-A-B-Y baby. Oh, no, because look, that is real because... Or, like, you know, I mean, like, it's unclear because the, the news is on there, so I think it's supposed to say, like, hey, this is actually real. But we don't know how Cage got from the back of that cop car to where he is now, yeah. you know what I mean? Neither does Schrader. Schrader's like, I don't know how to get him out of this. He'll just be in the backseat of their car. That guy does have a rocking uh, suit going with the hat. Oh, definitely. I'm turning the volume up so we can... So we can hear the Humphrey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. I get it, though. He wants to disguise his voice. Oh, oh, well, the back of his jacket is all ripped up. So this actually did happen, I guess. Or it's like a, a pipe dream? I don't know. And I still say I'm not sure if he's doing Bogart or Robinson. <laughs> you know, I, I do think that there's a there's large chunks of this movie that are 
almost borderline unwatchable. <laughs> but I do think that this is worth watching for the things that we've highlighted throughout. And also this yeah. whole end is just so weird. Yeah, it's like, worth seeing. I think I was saying to you when we recorded the actual episode for this was that when I watched the Fantastic Fest, I was like, this is, you know, one thirty in the morning, and I was trying to stay awake. And then I wake up, like I fall asleep and I wake up, and like all of a sudden Cage is bogart. I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> Because that's a weird thing about falling asleep, like in the movie theater. So like, you don't know if you missed two minutes or ten minutes mm-hmm. or half an hour. Yeah, even when I'm at home at night and it's really late and I start dozing off at movies, like I'm always amazed. It's like, did I just doze off for like a minute or a half hour? And, like, I'm always amazed to see how far back I have to rewind. Charles and Charlene. And this is another sort of Sin City-ish. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very much so. Well, it's just very noir, like hardcore, straight-up, untapped noir stuff. Which this would have been fine if they just did it like that, but... He's... <laughs> Paul Schrader's mind is like... He can't stay on one thing too long, you know? He's like, he doesn't have the... Con- I feel like he doesn't have the attention span or something. Which is fine, but, like, do that the whole time. Like, don't try to, like, weigh us down with, like, mm-hmm. Diesel having revelations about how he's too tough of a guy to have an actual relationship or whatever. <laughs> I can't believe it, but that's, like, exactly what that was about. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> he's still doing Bogart. Like, this is, like, a five-minute scene where he's Bogart for the entire time. It's great. (laughs) I wonder what Cage's plan is in all of this. You know what I mean? Yeah, at this point I'm not sure if he's a man with a plan or if he's just kind of improvising it. It just needs to get to safety. Yeah. Humphrey, see? Humphrey, that's my name. It's just such a weird, like... It also bothers me that this is at the end. Like, I wish that this was sort of the setup mm. to something. You know what I, I, I don't if know. The, it feels like the movie is daring you to end. Like, it's like, you think we're going to end? Oh, <laughs> you just, we're not ending yet. I dare you to end this movie here. <laughs> I do like the, the recent Cage... Uh, now now, now we're, we're in heaven. Dream. But I do like the uh, Cage recent trend of, like, three... This is for you three word movies with three letters in each word. Dog eat dog, mom and dad. Wait, dog eat dog's only two words. Dog eat dog, three words. But two of those words are dog. But it's still three words. Okay. That's like three different words. (laughs) I thought you meant three different words. No. Then mom and dad. Church music playing. Like, oh this yeah, is this is all. That was so all cool. a vision of some kind. Is it unclear? <laughs> Charlene wakes up. 
it would be super cool if this was an Elvis gospel, except that they probably couldn't afford the Elvis song. If you get blown away. That's a nice, that's almost like a neon demon shot right there. Color-wise. Color-wise, yeah, but composition-wise, no. Like, this is too messy for Reffin. How great thou art. <laughs> He's not really doing Humphrey Bogart. That was the title, that was the thing I grabbed for my cover photo when we did this movie. That little turnaround shot. Cage shootout. But they're all shooting the car? Like, I don't... I don't know what's going on. They're shooting the, the couple in the back? I know we've been really quiet here this last, like, ten minutes, but, like, it's the weirdest ending to a movie. Uh-huh. Like, if we did the Cage Club Awards now, like, this would yes. definitely be in, like, the birdie category of, like... Oh, yeah. Well, this was after the awards. I know, that's so. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, if we... I, I did not remember that at all from the one time I saw this movie. Now where are we? The They're dragging place? him into the cop car. Those are the cops after they've dragged his dead, they've, his body, and now he's in the back seat. So that was probably all while he was being dragged. Now we get some... Oh, he's, he's, he's not seeking justice? <laughs> Could have fooled me. Oh yeah. my god, the end. Abrupt. It's so weird. <laughs> oh man, that that took more out of me than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was Kane's Club Revisited for Dog Eat Dog. The next Oof. movie we're doing is probably going to be Season of the Witch. It may not be. Well, it it could be. It might not be now, but it might be when we get around to doing another movie. <laughs> Oh, no, right, because we might have something special coming up. I forgot. Yeah. We could say that much. Well, we, we sort of teased that before a little bit. And we haven't even gotten to the scrolling credits yet. God. Weird. Top build. Nicholas Cage. Willem Dafoe, Christopher Mark, whatever, Christopher Matthew Cook. Oh, is he Rachel Lee Cook's brother? Probably not, <laughs> but possibly. Where's Rachel Lee Cook been, also? Melissa Bologna? Bologna. <laughs> Doggy dog. That was a weird, like, it's hard to, like, where do you program that in one of these caves over visited things? Like, I guess you got to put a last, but if you put a last, <laughs> like, it's real, like, woof. No, you gotta stick that in there somewhere and just power through it. Yeah, just get get it done. I do want to say though, this took a lot out of you, but this was your idea to watch this. I know, no, yeah, no, uh huh. I know. It's just one of those like now I regret it. (laughs) Three hundred pounds. There was a guy named Three Hundred Pounds. Sure, that's awesome. I mean, there was a Mister Moon or whatever. Moon Man Double. Blood Splat Mom. Who is Bloodsplat Mom? 
I guess who wasn't blood splattered? Really? <laughs> weird, 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 weird. <laughs> You're a samurai. You're a samurai. Robert Kurtzman's Creature Core. Oh, from is that from KMB Effects? Um, it's like. I thought it was like Kurt, Kurtzman, Nicotero, and someone else. They like the, they do all the effects for like The Walking Dead, but they oh. did like tons of horror stuff in the eighties huh. and nineties and everything. K and B effect. I know you won twenty seven minutes in. How many did you have in total? Cross off, not including the middle one. Sixteen. Wow, that was a big one. I had sixteen also. Wow. Oh okay. wow. Okay. So it's two in a row where we tied. Number of boxes, but you actually won this one. So that's. A big win for you. Yeah, I feel like I haven't won in a while. It's kind of hard to win. The poll quote on the box art for Dog Eat Dog, which is a cool cover, like this Dog Eat Dog, is like, look, Diesel's not even on there. It's just Cage and <laughs> yeah. the Foe, and then the like like cop that. cars crashing. Quote, nasty, tasty crime thriller built on black comic chaos. So, sure. Got right. Cage on the spine, the Foe on the spine, Cage I mean, on the spine, the Foe. Like, You've Cajun Defoe's faces on here four times. Diesel, nowhere to be found. Name's not even on the box, right? There's a Beyond Fest Q&A with Nicholas Cage and Paul Schrader on this. Director audio commentary. Oh, gosh. If there's any reason Nicholas not... Nicholas Cage video introduction. Oh, let's watch that after. Wait, you want to have... Okay, yeah. All right, so here. Go buy the Dog Eat Dog Blu-ray. Because <laughs> it looks great. There's a lot of songs in this. I don't remember any of this music. I remember there being, like, well, no music. I think they're probably all in the background of strip clubs. Previs? What needed to be previsd? That you couldn't storyboard, like, on a piece of paper. <laughs> couldn't tell you. Cageclub.me, facebook.com, slash cageclub, at cageclubpod on Twitter. Email us, mailbag at cageclub.me. Send us your address. We'll send you a couple stickers. Let us know if you listen, how you listen, whatever. Filmed in the Cleveland, Ohio area. Wow. Come back next time for Season of the Witch or another movie. Who knows? Thank but you. We will see you soon. Produced by Blue Budgie Films in association with Ingenious Media. Nothing at the end of this one, huh? Probably not. Which is probably for the best. Bye!